We live on an amazing planet. I mean, it's insane when you think about just our existence and the way that we think and the way that we live. I'm, and, and when you look at creation and you, and you see these trees and it's just, just all of God's creation, it's hard to imagine, right, that all of this was an accident? Like, it was just a coincidence? That there was nothing or little particles that, that suddenly formed all of this? But the moment your mind starts to go, you know what, there has to be a creator. The moment you start to go there, you go, then, but if he's so good and so powerful, why is there so much pain and suffering in this world? I mean, why, why right now am I standing at my mother's grave if God is so good? Why did she die while she was giving birth to me? It doesn't make sense. I mean, if he's all-powerful, he could have stopped that. Why did the God who, who, who created laughter create tears? Or the God who created life create death? And, and, and why, why if, if he's so good, after my, my dad remarried, why is it that when I finally had a mom again, that my stepmom dies in a car accident? I was only eight years old. And then, and then why, if, if we've got this holy, wonderful God, if he's so wonderful, why did my dad die of cancer when I was 12 years old? Explain that. I mean, I'm in middle school. I don't have parents anymore. And, and some of you have gone through things even more painful than that. And, and if God is so good, these are the thoughts that run through our mind because something doesn't seem right. We see all the beauty, we see all the majesty, but then we see the pain and go, man, this doesn't seem right. And that's exactly what the Bible teaches too. It says, look, this isn't the way it was meant to be. Something did go wrong. See, in Genesis 1, after God created the world and created Adam and Eve, he told them, look, everything here on this earth is for you, okay? You, you rule over it. You take care of it. You enjoy it. He goes, but there's one tree, and I don't want you to eat of that one tree. He goes, in fact, if you eat of that tree, everything's going to change. The moment God gave them that command, he was also giving them a choice, a choice between good and evil, a choice to obey or a choice to rebel. Had they obeyed, everything was going to be good. But because they rebelled, God warned them. He says, look, if you eat of that tree, you will die. Death will enter the world. And so when they were tempted and they ate of that, God had to come true with what he promised. He says, look, I told you this was the warning. And right then everything changed and suddenly death entered the world and there was a curse upon this earth. So when you and I look at things on this earth and go, something seems wrong, something seems off, we're absolutely right. This wasn't what he wanted. It wasn't what he intended. But what the Bible says is that one day, things are gonna change and he's gonna redeem the world and there's gonna be a, a new heaven and a new earth and everything's going to be different. But until then, we're here and we face pain. But the crazy thing about it is the Bible says that God can even use the pain that we're suffering right now for His glory. He can turn it into a good thing. 
That's why in James chapter 1, verse 2, he says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. He says, look, even if you're going through difficult times, you can find joy in that. In fact, you can count it all joy because he says what God does is is not just redeem the whole world, but he even redeems this pain in our lives. He says he can actually use it to make us stronger. It's the very thing that brings steadfastness or perseverance into us. And he says, if you let it have its perfect result, then you yourself become mature and complete. That's why some of the elderly people that you know that have so much character and just seem so far beyond us, man, look into their lives. It's because they went through some pain and they made it through. And God says, that's the way I use pain. I can actually use it for your benefit to make you a strong person, mature, complete, lacking in nothing. Because it's during those difficult times that we would actually draw close to Him. Think of it like this, it's like when you're, when you're making a cake, you know, you use ingredients like flour and butter and eggs and sugar and, and, and if you look at each ingredient, like the, the butter, you ever, you ever just take like a half a cube of butter and throw it in your mouth and suck on it? I mean, it's, it's gross. Or you, you take a handful of flour and throw it in your mouth terrible or you crack an egg it's horrible and you know you know the sugar's fine but you mix it all up and you throw it in an oven and out comes this mature complete you're you're concerned about the end result and and that's what God's saying is there are ingredients he throws in our lives but what we don't understand is man those things mixed in he's concerned about who we are at the end of our lives He says, you can use this process to redeem you. It will make you mature and complete. In fact, the Bible says later on in verse 12, it says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. He says, the person who makes it through, and doesn't just freak out and curse God and just ditch Him. The person who actually perseveres through the trial, because there's something that trial does in us to strengthen us. It's easy to to love God when He just gives you everything you want. But what if you go through some difficult times? Do you actually cling to Him for that? Do you cling to him during those times? Do you draw near in faith to him? Because he says the person who receives the crown of life is the person who loves him. And the person who loves him is the one who endures the trial. You see, trials can actually be a good thing. I can look back at my life now and say, God, I'm actually grateful that my parents died at a young age because it caused me to think differently about life. From the time I was in middle school on, I started to ask myself questions like, what is this all about? I don't take any day for granted. I don't take for granted that I have tomorrow, that by the time you're watching this, that I'm still gonna be on the earth. I don't know that. And so I make the most of every day. 
when I put my kids to bed at night. Man, I don't, I don't just assume, oh, I'll see them tomorrow. All these are good things. It caused me to cherish life, but it also caused me to pursue God. I mean, when I'm 12 and, and I don't have parents, I'm thinking, okay, what's this life all about? This can end at any second. Like, this could be my last day on earth. I better figure out what's after that. Man, and it was during that time that I began to question, what is this all about? Is there something bigger than me? Is he for real? Can I know him? What's it going to be like when this life is all over? See, it was the deaths of my parents that caused me to think of these things and caused me to eventually find God and know him like I do. And anything that would cause me to find God is a huge blessing, no matter how painful it was at the time. I've met many people who've come to God, come to know Him through the most painful times of their lives because they saw, okay, this can't be coincidence, but I don't understand this pain, but it's as they tried to figure it out, they found God.